Well, hello there. Welcome back to a brand new season of the Note Extraction Podcast, featuring me, your host, your producer, your artist, your curator, your engineer, whatever you want to call me, Qbox. Now, this new season is going to be different. Um, not only am I focusing on artist interviews, I will be, uh, I will be talking about my my new album that I released two days ago on June 25th um, called Distances. It's been long awaited. I've worked two years on it, producing 13 out of 14 tracks, ma- uh, mixing and mastering five out of 14. Um, although other work was done by NDMZ. Um, but it is a concept project with a linear narrative. There's a narrative going on. So the process of this is I'm going to be dissecting my entire album this season with, you know, a couple um, artist interviews here and there. This first episode actually is a, an artist interview with Little Limbo as well as Suki, um, both really good friends of mine um, and people that I've worked with before, uh, especially Limbo, been best friends with him since freshman year of high school, and we grew up doing music together, so... Um, we're going to be getting into that, uh, these artist interviews, and in just a sec, but I just want to thank you all for you know tuning in and listening to the first season. Um, I pray that this season's going to do really good as well, because um, it's chock full of information coming from me uh, this time. This can be a brand new season full of new ideas, um, and I'll be talking a lot about my album uh, and dissecting it uh, over the next coming weeks i don't really know how i'm going to section it off everything um but i'll plan that as i go along like i'll section off a couple songs maybe one or two per um per episode you know who who knows but i'll be dissecting it for your enjoyment so um anyways well we're starting we're kicking off the season with uh episode one we're talking with um little limbo as well as suki um and you know welcome to the no extraction podcast I'm here with Little Limbo. Introduce yourself real quick. <laughs> this is uh, my best friend here, Little Limbo. And also I've got Suki here. It's me, uh, Anakin Skywalker. Okay. The one and only. Um, I'll be asking some questions. I mean, you could consider this kind of another podcast episode. So anyways, we're starting with Limbo over here. So Limbo had dropped his uh, awaited, what is it, hyperpunk EP prince vamp um all produced mixed and mastered by me um dope freaking project now i'm gonna ask you some questions about it um i know you were telling me especially you know it's it's a hype album you've got yourself um some hyperpunk beats inspired by playboy cardi and ken carson as main inspirations um but it is a pretty deep album um after a pretty pretty hard breakup going on 
So, uh, do you mind getting in, uh, getting into depth there, or are we holding off? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna just talk about my inspirations. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, all right. My my inspirations is probably uh, obviously Playboy Cardi. Uh, he been one of my favorite artists since I was like in six, seven grade, low key. Him and Lil Uzi were like some of the first artists I ever listened to. And was like, oof. I mean, and Soldier Boy and Lil Wayne. And yeah, but whatever. Uzi and Cardi stuck around, though. So Cardi a lot. Ken Carson a whole lot. Uh, it was also inspired by fashion, if that makes sense. Um, just because it gives, like, when I listen to it back, it just reminds me of, like, I don't know, just fashion and just lo-fi edits and stuff like that. Um, and Future. Got a lot of from him. Sofago. Still like that. Those are my inspirations. That's cool. Um, it's really good to hear what we, uh, you know, what you put into the album, uh, vocally, lyrically, inspirationally. Um, are there any messages you want to get across with this album? Is there any sort of statement you want to make um, with this body of work? I mean, oh yeah, definitely. Um, probably because this is like the first album I've made where it like it wasn't fun to make. Like it was fun, but it was like. I don't know, it sucked, like, at the same time. It's hard to explain, <laughs> but, like, it was, like, like, music's, like, an um, emotional, like, break for me kind of thing because I, I, I walk around like that, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, I be hard all the time, so whenever I make music, it's, like, that, that like, break from reality type thing. So I guess, like, the message would be, like, I don't know, take a break, <laughs> I <Yeah>. guess. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> But yeah, I know this is definitely a jump from Mosh Pit Mob, one of the more fun albums, more put together. I mean, this was a project that we had uh, just recorded in like, what, 10 days? Something like. We had everybody in the studio, um, and we were just having fun, doing whatever, putting whoever on it uh, that was in the studio at the time. But this one was a way more laser-focused EP with a, uh, a, uh, a motive behind it, a reasoning behind it. Um, you know... Uh, if you listen more into the lyrics, I know it, it gets pretty deep. It's pretty emotionally vulnerable. Um, and I know it's really funny uh, for a lot of people who don't actually look into that sort of stuff or either neglect the lyrics, just kind of go for the vibe um, or the sound of it. You know, they'd be surprised on how vulnerable you can be. Um, and I think, in my opinion, this is probably one of the more vulnerable projects you've put out in recent years. So... Yeah, most, most definitely. I, I feel like a lot of people hear it and they just think it's lit. Like, bro, when I made this project, bro, I was at like the lowest of the low, like the whole time. Like, it sucked. Like, life for real sucked. Like, so bad. But I don't know. Like, it felt like it needed to happen type thing. And like, I think the music's great. Like, the second I finished Prince Vamp and I dropped it, like the day it dropped, uh, I mean, I, I still felt kind of down bad on the day it dropped because I was like, dang, I, I really had to make all that. You know what I mean? Um, but like the day after, bro, I was good, like over everything. I was like, that's Prince Vamp though. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what it is. Like over it type energy, die rich. Um, and I know a lot of that has to do with, you know, you just put out a body of work where you expressed your, you expressed your emotions. Now you're done with them. You can be done with them. Um, but I know, you know, this is also coming from as a producer, we're doing a deluxe edition coming out soon we'll be working on that um putting it out soon do you have any sort of uh estimation on when we will receive that 
Bro, no clue. I- I'm gonna make it first. And like, um, oh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say like, you said it really perfectly. It's like a lot of, it's a bunch of emotions and it's like, now I'm over it. So I'm thinking like, um, maybe even for the deluxe, I might have that like, that over it type energy. You know what I mean? Um, not too nuts though. We gotta wait for the rage. I'm going back to ignorant stuff, bro. <laughs> like, it, it's really fun to make this kind of music. It's like one of my favorite genres of all time. But it's also just like, it's just, uh, it's sad a little bit, bro. Like, tragic, that song is sad, bro. Like, it's literally tragic. So, I, I don't know. I'm excited to move on. I know it's going to be, it's going to be one hell of a transition going back into rage, going back into the roots. Um, are there anybody that you are particularly going to be inspired by that you're looking forward to uh, drawing inspiration from, or um, are there any new sounds you're looking forward to? For uh, the deluxe, or just like after, just rage. Oh, Kill Stacy, hundred percent. I've been listening to him every day, bro. Kill Stacy, um, Eddie the Hades. Uh, he, man, he a character. It sucks talking to your role models. <laughs> <laughs> but it ruined everything. But he, bro, his music's incredible. He's like one of the best. Um, Kill Switch, uh, definitely Zillakami. But I don't know, bro. I want to like the first, the first Rage songs I make. I, I'm really stuck on this like Kill Stacy like trap sound, pretty hard. So we gonna see how that go. Honcho. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, we have to bring in Honcho uh, into the mix because I know he's been uh, inactive on Instagram for a minute. In fact, it's deactivated. We can't even access his account and look at anything. So I hope he's doing good, but we can always rely on, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you can rely on Warrior. We can really go into um, his entire discography for some dope inspiration. So uh, here's a good question. Um, if you look at the, uh, the numbers that you have comparing Instagram to Spotify, um, which we don't really have. I mean, do you have access to Apple Music for Artists? Like, uh, no? I could if I wanted to, but I never Okay, um, but the numbers are pretty different. You know, you got 1.7k right on Instagram, and you've got and oh, 1.8, and now you're at um, like uh, hovering around 5,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. How does that feel to have that like that audience that you can consistently reach? Well, it's it's weird because like it's always in, like I don't know. It's always embarrassing when people is like. What's your Instagram? Because they're going to think I'm a punk. You know what I mean? Like, nah, I'm not no bum, bro. Like, I really did this. Like, Mosh Pit Mob was 120K. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be don't be discouraged when you like, man, my Insta bigger than his. Like, bro, whatever. That's just because you know models. Like, <laughs> I had to do this myself, bro. Like, I had to figure this out. But, I, bro, we were just talking about that. Like, how these other artists have, like, big Instas. And then like, they have, like, no listeners, bro. Like, I'm talking, like, homie got 80 monthly listeners. And be like, yeah, my my IG blowing up, like whatever. You don't get paid on IG, bro, unless you like a model. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's stupid. Literally, all I use my IG for, honestly, is just just like trash posting and getting modeling deals. Ironically, even though I just said. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 it, bro. The, the like the money come from the streams, bro. The IG don't even matter. Like my, I got music videos at like a couple thousand. That's easy. That's like, if I drop a video, it can be trash. It'll hit a couple thousand, you know? Um, and I think the cool part um, with that sort of 
discrepancy is that you know no matter what content you'll put out people are still going to listen to it they're still going to rack up uh, minimum 1k if that's any i mean 1000 is still a lot that still equates to some number of money that's greater than 50 bucks so i don't know even if it sounds a little small you're still earning yourself some you know part of a living um and you know what what a is there a number goal you want to reach with prince vamp and the deluxe like stream wise bro this is a hard question because when i dropped mosh pit mob i remember like before the drop date i was texting all them group chats i was like this one gonna hit 100k like i, I was like I had really high goals and expectations for Moshpit Mob, but it was weird because for Prince Vamp, it's like, I don't care. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what I should be expecting. I, I just hope, like, the clothing sells. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I hope I hope the clothing sells and that I can do more with clothing and stuff like that. Um, And, like, I don't know. I guess it's a reminder that I can really do anything with this music stuff and still do it well. That was another reason I made Prince Vamp. <laughs> Um, and that's another great question. So you've been trying to make steps into sort of the fashion industry, trying to come up with your own line. Um, what are your goals with that? What are your visions? And, you know, what can we expect in the next coming year of um, seeing clothing, whether it be shirts, hats, merch, whatever? Because I remember you put out, um, you and Suki went thrift shopping and re revamping, uh, revamping clothing. <laughs> um, what can we expect from from you in particular? I was about to bring that up. So we was doing this last supply thing, bro, and I have all the stuff for it and everything. But like, I kept making stuff, and I was like, I don't want to sell this. Like, this is hard. <laughs> like, so I started keeping it for myself. Um, so honestly, when it comes to that, I might, I might like for stuff I make personally, I might like branch out into adding stuff to merch with like my own personal like 101 thing. But I'm, I'm gonna see how like my prints do because like prince <laughs> anyway because like i got this dude uh his name jordan he worked at this like printing place but he like low-key he like digging my music and stuff and he was like bro like i want to be your like clothing manager and stuff and we should definitely talk like outside of, like when i'm working blah 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 and i was like yeah sure so like i have opportunities i just need to you know start like i'm starting with just a shirt see where that goes um i make my own like some of my jewelry i made my own too so i mean if i ever wanted to get into that i could but i don't know i i just be i'd be selfish <laughs> um and that's another thing when it comes to deals because you were talking about a kind of like a you said a uh a merch or like a fashion manager helping you with sales and such How, uh what are your policies when it comes to um signing deals like what will you take what will make or break a deal for you um splits honestly and stuff like and splits and freedom because like not even with anything like clothing wise or anything like just music specifically i got so many like offers like in the past four months for like labels and distribution deals like so many it was nuts and, like, some of them, when I looked into them or, like, talked to them and stuff like that, it was so quick where I was like, bro, forget that. Like, even the stupidest stuff. Like, one of them was just like, oh, yeah, we'll distribute it to all this, guaranteed, like, blah, 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 like, a couple thousand streams, whatever. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then they were like, yeah, but we, we like, make your cover art. And I was like, huh, forget that. You know what I mean? Like, that's all it takes for me to be like, nah, why would I do that? Like, that's not me no more, you know? 
Um, and there's, I know you've been uh, on a streak of finding opportunity in the weirdest places. Now, tell us about the Furcon thing. So, we what we know is um, Limbo got put onto a Scream Rap playlist that was uh, who ha who was on the cover at the time? Was it Scarlord? It was either Zillakami or Scarlord, but yeah. Um, and so Furkan, a Turkish dude, Turkish producer, correct? Yeah. Um, he found you and got your info uh, and wanted to get you on a song. Could you tell us more about that? Bro, that's actually nuts. Let, bro, hold up. I'm gonna pull up the IG real quick because I want to see. I want to see what he was uh, like. What he first hit me up with, but basically, he was like looking for a. Oh, he at the top in my IG. He was basically looking for like um, just American like trap artists or like rage like trap artists. Yeah, he he said this. Hi, I'm I'm gonna. All right, well hit English bad, so I'm gonna change. It's not these aren't perfect quotes. I don't think it's his first language, but he said he's trying to make like a uh, trap metal rage trash. If you interest, please text me. Uh, we should make some bangers, you know. And he was like, if you want to get to know me, I'm from Turkey. I did many hit songs in here. I've uh, gotten over 400 million streams over and produced metal trap songs that are 10 million streams like in Turkey. Like So his numbers are nuts, right? And he was like, I listened to Achu. It's extremely impressive. And Achu is what's on Scream Rap. And he was like, I'd love to make that type of beat for you. You know, like, then he started talking about like money and royalties and stuff, which I'm not going to share. But, um... I, did, I don't know. That was crazy. Like, homie, like, I had no idea this dude existed. And I went through his page and stuff. Dude's got mad connections, bro. Like, like Kamiyata, he got connections with Kamiyata. Apparently, he has connections with Lil Pump. Like, what? <laughs> That's nuts. I don't know, bro. It's nuts. But I'm dropping a song with him called Drop Dead. Um, I'm like the hook, and I'm also a verse. And then um, we're doing some more stuff. He's sending me, he might have already sent me a beat pack for it, Loki. I'd be slacking, but I just signed a deal with him to where like we're gonna be working and whatever basically. So that's super exciting. Homie's big, bro, and that's like that's international, you know. So that's like some worldwide limbo going worldwide. Slick. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a dope opportunity that literally came out of nowhere, which is really cool to watch. Um, and for me personally, because I mean I'm obviously I'm biased when it comes to this because we've been best friends since freshman year of high school, making music together since the beginning, um, literal meaning of day one. Um, you know, watching your progression from unnamed first song all the way till uh, all the way till now, like how does it feel reminiscing on that sort of transition going from like this insane growth of the past what four or five years? Unnamed first song. <laughs> Dude, it's nutty. Like, sometimes it makes me feel, like, embarrassed, I guess, because, like, other artists, I'd be like, dang, like, all their stuff is good. You know what I mean? But that's not true, bro. They delete their stuff. Like, one of, one of my favorite artists, bro, like, he just, like, deleted one of his old albums. I thought it was hard, but, like, um, listening to his new stuff, it's so much better. Like, so much better. So, like, that's probably... That's probably how my fans feel, Loki. When I delete old music, they're probably like, oh my God. Nah, that's trash, bro. Don't get it twisted. But it's nuts. Like, bro, I was playing, I was playing um Unknown Female, some music the other day. And I was like, yo, you gotta listen to like some of my old stuff. Let me know what you think. And like, no, no, no. Some of it was hard. Some of it was hard, but I was like, I hadn't even heard it in a minute. Like, it felt like it was my first time. I was listening over it and I was like, 
Oh God, I'm never talking to her again. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> it's nuts. And then I played Prince Vamp and was like, oh, just focus on the positives, bro. This is good. Like, <laughs> no one makes it like this. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's a, quite a trip going back uh, to some of the stuff we used to make. Um, like I said, unnamed songs uh, that are still up, sadly. What? Okay, the first song I ever made was a. <laughs> oh man, I must say something. But the first song I ever made was a heartbreak song, bro. You remember that? Oh. <gasps> <laughs> But not only was it his first sample, it was my first heartbreak, bro. This, this hoe cheated on me, bro. It was crazy, bro. She was nuts, bro. Apparently, she like she do crack now, bro. All of my exes do crack. I heard about that, but I don't know. All my exes do crack, bro. I, instead of all my exes is from Texas, I'd be like. All my exes do crack cocaine. <laughs> I don't know what I do to these females, bro. Like, I'm sober. I've always been sober. I don't know why it's like, ah, oh, Limbo don't love me no more. I'm about to indulge. Like, what? Like, where? I didn't teach you that. You know that young boy? Who taught you that, man? That ain't you. <laughs> but what was I even saying? Oh, it's called, bro, I'm going to say what it's called. I don't think it's anywhere, but it's called, like, Oh, what was it called? Every time I look or something? Yes. Yeah, every time I look. You remember that? Oh my god, the sample the sample was from church. <laughs> the sample was a man, I disrespected that worship team. But <laughs> I remember like, oh Huh? It, it was slowed down. Sorry, Suki said it slowed down might have been hard. It was. It was slowed and reverbed. <laughs> like the whole beat. Like, no. Private. So don't worry. But no Eric gonna hear that, bro. That's one of those songs, like, I don't care how close we get, bro. My wife will not hear that song. No way. No way. Oh my god. She'll be on her deathbed. When you gonna play me that one song? You ain't dead yet, bro. <laughs> I mean, you could definitely take some of them old stuff to the grave. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but man, um, well, where do you see yourself in the next, like, two years? Like, music-wise, where do you see yourself? Who do you want to have collaborated with? Um, who did you want to have co-signs from? What, like, how many monthly listeners would you want to be at? How many uh, total streams do you see yourself going to in the, just the next two years? Any, uh, any, any thoughts on that? Um, Cartier glasses, um, Fendi belt, Louis bag, <laughs> bad shotty on the beat. Uh, <laughs> 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 I almost want to leave it at that. <laughs> um, y'all, in two years, uh, damn, we can't even do this. Uh, let me think, let me think, two years. Um, I'm, here, I'm gonna break these down. Monthly listeners, I don't know, man. Couple million? I, I don't know, I'm playing. Whatever I can live off, because like, Honcho, Honcho live off his music, and I don't even know how many monthly listeners he got. But he crazy. Um, shoot. Jamie, will you pull this up? You pull up to that part. Hey, yeah. Okay. Hey, 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 Peter, can you pull up? Uh... Wow, really? That's it? That's nuts. Yeah. What a buzz. All right. He has one hundred seventy-six thousand. 
Bruh, that's all it takes? Ding, I'm not even that far. Yeah, facts. I'm not even that far. Yeah, two years, yeah, I'll get there. My goal is to like start living off music in a year or less. What'd you say, Suki? Oh, Q-Box, Q-Box is at like 324,000. 50, woo! Golly, he almost at 360,000. Whatever, he doing his thing, bro. That's for another time. <laughs> that boy, that boy nuts. What the heck? Nah, bro, when I introduce my music to let people know I'm not trash, I'd be like, guess who my producer is? Like, <laughs> dead serious, I'd be doing that, bro. I'd be like, bro, my producer, like, he makes all my stuff, bro. I'd be showing them your stuff before I show them mine. I'd be losing fans. <laughs> He's, <laughs> hey, shock. <laughs> I've been holding on. Um. So now that COVID is kind of nearing its end with all this bull crap, you feel, um, how you feel about finally getting back into the ring of performing? I know we just did Mondays Don't Suck, what, two weeks ago? Um, first big show in quite a while. I mean, we performed in front of a couple thousand uh, at once at the skate park. Um, like, how does it feel, like, uh, finally getting back into it after this whole shebang i don't know well low-key covid never happened to me bro <laughs> like i don't know bro i still I, I, don't, I don't know i never wore no mask or anything bro and i was like traveling during that too because you know stuff um so i was traveling during covid or whatever bro i did not care and like i never got covid bro like i grew up skating and stuff like we bro we we share food and stuff bro on me like we man we do gross things and think it's normal. Like I didn't realize, I didn't realize how gross I was to the world until like this whole COVID thing. Then I was like, dang, they think I live like a slob, bro. I still do. Hell yeah, I never got COVID, so I'm fine. So I mean, I don't know. I think the whole COVID thing. There's so much to say about that, bro. I think it is BS. Like COVID real, COVID real. But like, I, I feel like they used it for so much more than it had to be. But I don't. I, I did like a few shows in Denton during COVID. Ugh. Those sucked. Those were awful. I met Slay though. Sly, Slay, Sly. That was cool. That was all. That's all I had to say. Slay, Slay, Slay. Um, another cool thing uh, I wanted to ask is so when, whenever you do perform, I know, uh, especially at certain bars that we go to, um, how do you feel uh, being the most energetic one out of all the people that perform? Um, most likely with the best music uh, and the one that hypes up the crowd the most. Like, how, how do you see yourself and how do you see others uh, performing next to you? Man, if anyone, <laughs> if any local artists hear this, they're going to get, like, they're going to get mad, but whatever. I get competitive, bro. When I go to shows and there's other artists performing, I'm competing with you, dog. Like, I, I, like, I, I show love and whatever, but, like, that's competition right there, bro. Like, I'm going to see how the crowd reacts to you and I'm going to show them how they react to me type thing, like, even if they don't know me. And there's been one time where, like, this artist, um, I, I obviously I'm not going to say who, bro. Um, but he performed, and it was, like, obvious. Like, he was taking notes from my shows and stuff like that. And I was like, that's not how you do it, bro. You know, I was like, that's not how you do it, bro. And I, I went up next, bro, knock him out the park. Like, it feel great, bro. It feel dope. Um, that's why I act, like, so wild on stage, too, though. Because, like, when I see someone perform, I don't know their music. I don't care. You know, like, you got to make me care, bro. 
Like, even if they're super hard, I just won't care. Like, you gotta be, like, crazy. I'm being the only artist that performed that wasn't, like, nuts that I've never heard of before and, like, actually cared was probably 12 Gauge, but that's because he's, like, mad talented. Like, you could feel it, you know? Like, I mean, I feel like I've gotten to a point of, like, pretty, pretty raw talent, you know? But, like, at first, nah, man, let's be real. It's, like, practice makes perfect, and we, we close, but... <laughs> I mean, back then, nah, bro. I had to go nuts. I had to go nuts. Suki still has to go nuts. That last song was trash. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> go listen to Kill by Suki. <laughs> um, but I know one thing that we probably have perfected um, is the studio sessions. We've been perfecting that for years um, and our flow, um, how we communicate with each other. Um, it's been done many times over where I know exactly what you're thinking when it comes to like beat cuts, where like placements or arrangements. Um, how do you feel about that whole process and then also transferring over to working with other people, um, whether it be producers or engineers? Bro, that is so facts. Like working with you is, hold up. That's a crazy noise. <laughs> working with you is so different than like working with other people because like with other people, it's so annoying. I hate going to professional studios. I did a feature at a professional studio like recently. I just hated it. Like the whole everything. It was just awkward. And like the dude had no idea what he was doing with me type thing. I didn't know him. I mean, the song came out good. It's not even my song, but I don't know, bro. It's so dope having someone that like knows like everything. You know what I mean? Be able to work with them. So I feel like even with like bigger opportunities, they're not actually bigger, you know, because like the quality will always be like right here. You know what I'm saying? That's why I really like working at home is because we have the freedom to do whatever we want. Um, and you, it's it's always cool to, um, you know, I, with the exception of maybe one or two times, I've been to every single show you've ever performed. Um, and it's always made me so heartfelt. Like it's very, I feel very warm when I go see you. Cause I, I mean, I, you know, we, we grew up in music together doing that. Um, and it's very heartwarming to see and witness that growth come to fruition. Um, where, uh, where are some venues that you dream of performing at? Are there any, or are there any artists you want to perform alongside with at the same time? Mm. I'm just so excited. I'm chewing on some. But, um, I mean, locally, like House of Blues, Boom Factory, Bomb Factory, um, Stuff like that. Um, local artists, bro, this is sad. I always wanted to perform a little loaded. <laughs> like, so bad, bro. Damn. I wanted to perform him so bad. That's why I wanted to work with Rays. He's a photographer in the area. Like, I love to Rays, but, like, the only reason I want to work with him because, like, he took pictures a little loaded. So, that sucks. But I guess, like, that's hard to say. Like, Toyota, that would be hard. Stuff like that. But, like, those are also huge. I, I don't know. I kind of like the punk scene, bro. That Where NASCAR performed, where that uh, party was at, Suki. I won't perform there. I think I actually am performing there soon. I got to ask the guy. Dudes hit me up to perform. I never talk him back. But, facts. That's a great scene. Um, But people I want to perform with, it'd be cool to, like, do a club show with, like, Future. Or Young Thug. Ooh, could you imagine? And then performing with NASCAR would be dope. Or Cardi. Um, I, I wonder how 83 Hades performs, bro. 
I've never seen his performances. That would be interesting. But I don't. Does he even get shows? He just starts beef and they kick him off. Like, has anyone actually seen the 80s performance? Or did they just see what it could have been? <laughs> um, I want to perform with Uzi, Kill Stacy. That's so funny. My range goes from Uzi to Kill Stacy. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I just like quality. Uh, 12 gauge, definitely. I perform the same places as 12 gauge. Uh, NLE, Honcho. I don't know. That's, that's all I got. I, there's probably more, but yeah. But yeah, um, you know, the, we'll eventually be able to see you perform alongside those people, um, as long as you know you just keep working. Yeah. Wait for what? For what? I have, I have 83 Hades performance live footage. He's wearing a V Lone shirt. Jamie, can you pull this up? <laughs> Reagan Joe Rogan. Oh, this is with Swerzy. This is... Oh! Touching. So, he's in the midst of the mosh pit. That's pretty lit, actually. <laughs> I respect this. I wonder where this is at. Does it say where it's at? LA, uh... Nah. It's in 2019. Jeez. That was right before COVID, too. Hey, it look lit, bro. It looks pretty lit. That's pretty cool. Um, I hope to see stuff like that. Um, I definitely see you doing that, especially from the bars we performed at. Um, I mean, you're all over the floor, wireless or wired mic. Like you're, you're whatever reach you can go. You're using every every opportunity to go into people's faces, get them up, and just freaking scream in their face, um, standing on tables and such. Um, but you know, I'm kind of out of questions for this section. So if we want to go ahead and segue into Lord Suki, the one and only, are you ready? Okay. Uh, come up on this medicine ball that we have for an impromptu chair. Thank you once again. <laughs> and now we're with the one and only Suki. Applause, a round of applause for the one and only Lord Suki. Thank you. Now, uh, introduce yourself. You know, I, I want to know where we can find you. Um, you know, what's your Instagram? What's your Spotify? Where can we where can we find you? Hi, how are you? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, my Instagram is sov.rano. Uh, on any audio platform, it's dollar sign UKIE. That's Suki. And that's my artist name. Great to be here, KJ. Uh, or Q-Box. I, I don't know which one to call you, but glad I'm here talking to you. Well, um, so let's get started on the music. You know, we, uh, we've we seen you over the past now two years release a number of singles um, from a number of different times of making music um, with a notable favorite, Shinigami Eyes and Kill, which are fairly recent, came out in the last couple of months. Um, now who, who do you, who do you, uh, draw inspiration from the most or let me rephrase that. Who are you drawing from the most right now in this moment? Um, in this moment, I draw inspiration from Rob Banks, probably. That's probably like the most I take inspiration from. The latest song, Kill, was inspired by Kill, Ken Carson. Kill Carson. Kill them all. Yeah. That's cool. Um, 
what are uh, some of the other people that you listen to to draw inspiration for like some of your older stuff? Because I remember uh, traversing through your old SoundCloud stuff when we first met you in 2019 um, and uh, seeing you per, uh, you know, getting to meet you, getting to know your sound and it was a lot more rage stuff. Who did you look up to at that time? Uh, during that time, I think I looked up to... You don't have to pause it. <laughs> nah, that's okay. Nah, don't worry about it if you can't remember. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I just was like looking up to X and like everyone in the rage scene, but like, I really liked Josiah at the time. Um, that's all I can remember. But I just would listen to a bunch of underground people, and I just loved people yelling in my ear. It was the best. Like, it was the best expression at the time, you know. And I just like the energy. So that's what I was going for. But like, when I first started music, I just wanted to make sad stuff. I just wanted to touch people on their hearts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, yelling at them is nice too because they still, you know, feel the emotion, and that's what I'm trying to convey. So it's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, now I don't really know this much. You know, I know a lot more about Limbo than I know about you because I've been around him longer. How long have you been doing music and, you know, what what draw what, what uh, inspired you to start? Um, so basically when I was in high school, I was like uh, I wanted to make music, but I wanted to make like sad stuff, like just all sad boy stuff. And then um, in high school, one of my friends, he started blowing up on the radio after he got in jail. And I was like, what? <laughs> And like, I was like, if he could do it, I could definitely do it because I'm like, this nigga got no bitches. So I was like, all right, yeah. So I already knew. But um, yeah, that was uh, Rob Stone. And I was just like, I didn't even know he was like big and like wherever he was at the time. They told me to make music with him, but I did not like him when I first saw him. Like at the lunch tables, he gave me weird looks. So we never clicked or anything. So you you like knew who Rob Stone was like you you were you you knew who he was like personally? Yeah, I went to high school with him. We just like always would see each other. His group hung out with me, but I never hung out with him just cuz vibes. <laughs> but I mean, from what I heard, he was cool. It's just like initially, you know, you see someone, they look at you wrong and you're like, "Yeah, I don't like them." It's like that. I remember uh, really the only song I know of Rob Stone is Chill Bill, his biggest single, whatever, from who knows when was like 2015, 2016. Um, how do you feel, you know, now that uh, we know that one of your biggest inspirations was X, how did it feel that one of his goons had knocked him out on that stage one time? So my Instagram is full of like San Diego people, California people, LA people. And when that happened, everyone was just on Rob's side. And I was just like, I didn't even know what to think about my friends anymore because they just like, like, that's not even, you know, it's not even like a prideful thing or a manly thing to do that to someone. And I don't know, it was a bitch move. So am I allowed to cuss on this? Yeah, no, you're good. Okay, for sure. But yeah, it was like a bitch move. So I did not mess with it at all. But they were all about like, you know, being on Rob's side. Like, oh, they should have knocked him out. I'm so glad we should have jumped him. I'm like, what? Why not just fight him one on one? Like. I don't know. So weird. And I know they caught him off guard, you know, because he was performing for a crowd. That was 
I mean, that's what got me is like that was footage of X performing where he got knocked, he got sucker punched. Um, but I know there was a huge, uh, you know, it's just, it's almost as another example of the East West Coast type thing because you know uh, X was from Broward County in Florida versus uh, you know San Diego with uh, Rob Stone. Um, you know, we can go back to um, some of what you do. Um, you know, what are what are um, what are some aspirations you want to accomplish in the, in the coming months, in the coming years with music? Are there any projects you want to work on? Any concepts? Any EPs? Give us some insight into that. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to release this EP called Villain Tears. It's supposed to be very dark and like some sad stuff mixed with some rage stuff, but it's all going to be like melodic. But you're going to be able, I'm going to be able to convey like, you know, some dark feelings but also some like very sad lovey-dovey feelings i'm just hoping people will mess with it if they don't it's whatever but as long as i get to put it out you know yeah and i'm really looking forward to that i've seen your progression since finding you on soundcloud after we met you and now you're actually releasing everywhere i'm really happy you are because you know i can finally listen to you on spotify my platform of choice so i get to have shinigami eyes on repeat so uh, <laughs> I'm a fan. Like uh, when you guys first met me, I was like not really taking anything like too seriously, but I was trying to, you know, find like what I could do. And like, it's cool because since I've met you guys, I've been progressing and stuff. And now I'm taking it seriously. Cause last year I tried to take it seriously, but my sound wasn't there fully. But now I'm like at the spot where I'm like, okay, now I could like fully progress. And it's really nice. Like, just like uh, Limbo was saying, you know, you hear your old stuff and you're like, dang, what the heck? And you hear your new stuff and you're like, yeah, this is it. But, you know, in like a couple months, I'm going to be like, yeah, Shinigami Eyes is trash. But like this new stuff right here, this is nice. And I'm excited for that, you know? Well, it looks like Suki's got to leave. He's got his right here. Um, I appreciate you for coming on. It was awesome getting some more insight into what you do and what you what you like to do. So anything you want to say? Um, we should definitely do this again more in depth and, uh, you know, I'll give you more better information instead of this like small whatever. But, uh, yeah, little Limbo's over here with a bandana on his neck. He's looking pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, KJ got on cool headphones just so you guys know. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much, Lord Suki. Round of applause once more from Limbo. Thank you very much. Amazing having you on. We'll catch you later. Maybe we can go smell perfume sometime. Absolutely. I look forward. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Note Extractions podcast with moi, Qbox. I look forward to going deeper this uh, into this next season. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to this artist interview. You'll see more here soon, um, sporadically throughout me explaining my album. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to drop this this episode but you know when you hear this it's already out so yeah um thank you so much for listening and this is the note extractions podcast